Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Barrett Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now to turn our attention to The Bigger Picture. Well, the ripple effects of the Russia-Ukraine crisis are expected to be pretty far-reaching. I understand, Ryan, you're going to be analysing this with uh, your guest today. That's right. We are Chang Shekhar Jaswal. He's the Head of Equity Research for RHB Singapore. And you already have seen all the implications and potential implications to come with the disruptions to supply chains, how prices have been going up for food, energy, and so on and so forth. To get a bigger picture, let's check in with Shika. Shika, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Good to be back on your show, Ryan. Yeah, we've got a lot to chat about. So let's start with what's happening on the Ukraine-Russia front. You've got all these potential implications, possibly meaning higher inflationary pressures, higher business costs. What is this going to mean for the upcoming earnings for businesses and the potential margin pressures? That's a very good question, actually. We all need to realize that Singapore and Singapore businesses are pretty much a price taker, uh, given that we import most of our energy and food requirements. Uh, oil, as you just mentioned in your update, it's already touching 103 and it's likely to stay there unless we see fresh supply coming in. And UK and Russia are significant suppliers of food products. So there is a significant concern on Singapore businesses where margins could take a hit and they could see elevated operating costs for at least a few quarters. Now, we are not in an all-out war state yet, but if this border crisis between Ukraine and Russia prolongs, we do think that cost will remain elevated. But also to flip the story and also look on the revenue side, you know, we need to be cognizant of the risk that we may have to deal with faster than expected rise in interest rates and potentially a slowdown in global economic recovery if the Fed Reserve uh, could end up raising interest rates aggressively to counter the impact of higher inflation. I mean, for Singapore specifically, we are seeing higher energy costs. Uh, this will come from both oil and electricity prices. I mean, you've already seen the spike in electricity prices fourth quarter last year, and Singapore largely relies on natural gas for electricity generation. So, yes, high electricity prices for businesses down the road. Uh, food inflation will be negative for F&B and hospitality businesses to begin with. Mm. And Shekhar, we spoke to you last month, and back then you had an end-of-year SCI target of 3,440 points. Right now, we are at 3,294. How is the year playing out for you so far? according to your expectations, and is the latest on Ukraine a factor that could change your target? Right, so at the start of the year, we were expecting some moderation in the earnings growth. Uh, so if I can take you back a year uh, from September 2020, first, uh, SDI index forward earnings had seen about 25% plus uh, uplift in terms of earnings outlook. And we did expect that if we get into 2022, our GDP growth rate normalizes, although still remains above average, we did not see much potential of PE expansion. And with earnings growth moderation, and we did expect inflation to creep in, our view was we could see about 8 to 9% uplift in the STI for the full year. Now, we were pleasantly surprised with the way STI moved up in the first month and a half, uh, with banks literally driving the earning, uh, the STI higher. I mean, the recent correction does make us believe that we are pretty much right. On a full-year basis, we should still be looking at about 8 to 9% kind of uh, uplift in STI. Okay. So you mentioned a couple of um, areas to look out for. So what could be the potential um, companies to watch out for in the coming quarters as we see the various factors unfold, especially in Europe? Are we um, looking at potential headwinds for, for example, Europe-based REITs? Is there something to stay away from? 
Yeah, actually, that's a very good point. You know, with this whole inflationary risk, uh, obviously, with on the oil price, you expect airlines to underperform. Uh, SI should be impacted, and it will be even worse off if the demand recovery does not really materialize. Uh, locally, transport companies like ComfortDelGo and Space Transit, which are large consumers of diesel for its taxi and bus operations and electricity for its rail operations, will be negatively impacted. Mm. But there are smaller companies which have exposure to Russia and CIS markets like Food Empire, although it's quite early to quantify what the negative impact would be. It's pretty much obviously reflected in the share price right now. Amongst the other smaller players and names that will be worth watching out for would be Wilma. Uh, they have a JV in Ukraine called Delta Wilma. Uh, they've already shut the operations at its processing plants, but you know the JV contribution is is not very significant, so the impact may be limited. Other things investors may want to watch out for closely is any potential delays in the Olam Food Ingredients Plant IPO on the London Stock Exchange, which is expected to be done by second quarter of this year. And you did mention about REITs with European exposure. Obviously, we have Cromwell European REIT. Uh, but it has only about 10% and 2% of the portfolio exposure to Poland and Slovakia, respectively. I mean, obviously, these countries share borders with Ukraine. But with such limited exposure and we don't see the expectation of a prolonged war, uh, we do not foresee any near-term impact on the reach business. Okay, so those are some of the sectors to watch out for. Uh, check out, looking at some of the companies that could be better positioned to ride out this volatility or even gain, where should investors be perhaps flocking to right now? Well, so far, Asia's commodity and shipping stocks are emerging as safer bets, uh, given concerns about shortages of raw materials as supply is a major, uh, sorry, Russia is a major exporter. Uh, it'll be a good time to go over it on the energy stocks, uh, but we don't have a lot of large listed stocks on the SGX in this sector. Uh, food stocks may gain as Ukraine and Russia account for more than a quarter of the global trade in wheat, and I think about one-fifth of corn sales. So any potential food supply disruption could translate into higher demand for emerging market food suppliers. So we expect Wilma to see some benefits. And in addition, we would be recommending buying into ST Engineering, uh, which offers a very well-diversified business model with strong earnings growth potential and has about one-third of its revenue being derived from defense business. Okay, and um, one of the big areas um, investors like to look at is the banks, UOB, OCBC, and DBS. Uh, by and large, they seem to do quite okay, except the OCBC seem to disappoint on the earnings front. What's your take right now on getting into banks at this stage? Well, uh, we do think banks are pricing in about three to four rate hikes for this year. So the tailwind would come in if we expect Fed to rate, raise more than four rate hikes. Uh, that will be positive for all the three banks in general. Uh, but between the three banks, our preference is uh, UOB over DBS and then OCBC comes in last, which pretty much gets reflected in the share price as well. And also in terms of the earnings performance that we saw in the latest quarters. And we've been holding this view since fourth quarter last year. And we still think there is some upside, uh, but again, it is all depending on what kind of macro uh, events that play out. If we get more uh, rate hikes, then there's the opportunity to buy into banks again. Yeah, and speaking about banks, um, post-budget, um, we are digesting all the announcements. And in fact, we get the Committee of Supply Debates underway. And one of the big areas was wealth taxes. Now, the richer will be taxed more in time to come. What is this going to mean for banks? Well, the wealth taxes are unlikely to impact banks' loan growth, at least not for the next one to two years in our view. Uh, mortgages sold and approved uh, last year and this year will be drawn down progressively over the next few years. Uh, this will provide support for a still decent uh, home loan growth in 2022. Uh, that said, we do expect the projected decline in uh, primary sales to moderate uh, the growth in mortgages from 2024 onwards. Uh, at this moment, I think... Uh, for DBS and UOB, 17% of the loan book comes from housing loans and it's about 15% for OCBC. So yeah, no near-term impact. 
we still think uh, decent healthy single digit loan growth is possible in this year mm, and check out still on budget we've got uh, one area of taxes also around carbon higher carbon taxes to, um, in time to come how is it going to be felt by Singapore businesses when you look at how maybe some of the smaller ones may have a harder time adjusting and seeing their margins squeezed because they will just have a uh, I guess a bit more trouble buying new equipment and just readjusting all their business models I completely agree with that. I mean, we were taken by surprise with the rate of uh, increase in carbon taxes that were announced. But, you know, if you look at the macro picture, uh, Singapore's carbon tax actually applies to all facilities producing 25,000 tons of GHG in a year. Uh, this is largely 30 to 40 large emitters that account for almost 80% of Singapore's GHG emissions. Now, the smaller emitters, uh, those who emit for less than 2,000 tons of emissions, are already required to pay the cost of monitoring and measuring their emissions. Uh, while there is still some time in the carbon tax rise, uh, the rate of increase will definitely impact these smaller businesses more uh, who could struggle to invest in costly, low-carbon infrastructure. On a total basis, uh, we do believe industries with high-carbon emissions, a good example would be power generation, manufacturing, aviation, and even land transport sectors will be impacted. But the point here is we do think this impact that is felt by the business and sectors uh, will likely be passed on to consumers at higher prices. All right, something to watch out for down the road. I'm Chairman Shekhar Jaisal. He is the head of equity research for RHB Singapore. Shekhar, thanks for your time as always and have a great week ahead. Thank you, Ryan. A good week to you too. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.